0: this episode of start somewhere is brought to you by our wellness app sala a new evolution of alignment is available when you download use code isabel starting somewhere with is a special segment of the podcast where i interview another thriving and insightful business owner to find out more about how they started In this episode, I speak with Chris Sowell. He is a designer and also the founder of Mindspo and Mindspo Retreats. Chris and I share the most insightful conversation, speaking all things, pivoting as a business owner, authentic marketing, so many golden nuggets and advice for business owners out there. We speak all about the power of abandoning hustle culture, how to create even more space in your life and business, resisting boredom, conscious awareness. Honestly, it goes on and on. I really hope you enjoy this episode just as much as I enjoyed hosting and sharing it with Chris. It's time to start somewhere. So how have you been? You're in Bali at the moment, aren't you? It looks beautiful behind you.
1: I'm good. I'm actually just in in, in between places because Bali has gone absolutely crazy since um, it opened up. So it's very, very challenging to find a good place. And um, I actually, I found a really amazing apartment, which was just right. And then, um, but then Rochelle and I noticed that we were kind of getting headaches on the first day. And then I realized that there was a huge power station, like three meters outside of the apartment wall. So I short notice just decided, you know what, I'm just gonna go find something else for a few days, and then we're just looking for something else. But yeah, Yeah. just have to have to pay attention to those frequencies and those vibrations, because if it doesn't feel right, it's um, it's not just in your imagination. (laughs) So yeah, Mm, but but yeah, Bali's Bali's amazing right now. It's um, Ah. yeah, it's.
0: I'm so jealous you're there. I'm in literally a turtleneck. It is freezing in Australia. So I'm very envious of you and Bali at the moment. (laughs) But before we, oh, I really hope so. But before we do get into the main content of the episode, a big part of the branding of Start Somewhere, my brand and everything else is all about coffee and coziness and just everything that makes us feel really good. So I do love to ask everyone on the show. (laughs) What is your favorite beverage of choice? And what is that?
1: That is that is that, water.
0: Oh my god, I thought that was a glass of wine.
1: It is. I I, I sometimes drink water out of extra glasses. Because why not, right? It's also also what? when I go when I go out, I often order cocktails without the 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 alcohol i'll just ask for a, a nice. vodka lime soda but hold the vodka
0: Minus
1: because the vodka. um you know then you still fit in with everyone and no one's the wiser that you're the sharpest tool in the shed all night
0: <laughs> i love that i was like surely that's not a glass of wine i feel like there definitely wouldn't be oh.
1: <laughs> Not at this time, i
0: love though. the transparency for sure um beautiful so obviously um Chris is the co-owner of Mindspo. So I would love to chat all about Mindspo. But aside from that, who else is Chris? So what else do you do behind the scenes aside from Mindspo?
1: I do whatever is required, essentially. <laughs> um, my, so my, my background is actually graphic design. Um, mm-hmm. I studied it way back. And um, I did corporate design for a few years, but always okay. felt deep down that it just wasn't, it was just wasn't for me. Like in yeah. all honesty, probably every minute that I was employed for the uh, seven years or so that I jumped between different agencies and companies, mm. I just always felt like I'm, I'm meant to, I'm meant to be creating things. Um, and whatever that might be, you know, whether it's uh, creating experiences or programs or products or, or art or whatever it might be. Um, so yeah, I, I'm a bit yeah. of a multifaceted <laughs> behind the scenes and the front of mm-hmm. the scenes. I, I essentially try to do whatever is required to, you know, run a business in 2022 using the the internet, yeah. which is um, yeah. very multifaceted and it's always changing. Um, I do my best to take care of the technical side of things so that Rochelle can be in her power doing more the presenting, the speaking,
0: so you touched on that you're very multi-passionate i want to say which i really resonate with and i, I really agree as well how you said it. it's so required to run a business in 2022 especially so given your background in graphic design being very creative getting you know all the cogs kind of moving in momentum how then does that look for MindSpo? how do you really implement all of that to create MindSpo into such the success that it is today
1: I mean, it's definitely a team effort, so uh, we actually have a graphic designer slash video editor who works for us as well out of Portugal, um, which frees me a lot to Mm -hmm. not just do kind of the creative grunt work, but instead be more of a, I guess, creative director, Uh so, you know, I'll rather than, you know, spending hours editing a video, I will just watch the video for a few minutes and then I'll just like make a bunch of notes, yes. you know, re- record a loom and be able yes. to just kind of get that feedback happening yeah. within a few minutes. Yeah. But um, it's, it's you know, I feel like the founder in, in startups, you have to be able to wear a lot of hats. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Mindspo really is, it's it's not a very traditional kind of setup in the sense like this is not like a corporate hierarchy or something. There's currently uh, four of us that are managing everything together. And um, and we're honestly going through some major transitions right now. Again, you know, we go through many, many transitions. We've been changing our, our content formula. Uh, Rochelle is actually going to be starting a, a, the Mindspo podcast very soon.
0: Oh, because, beautiful.
1: Yeah, because we realized that um, I feel like what works really well these days on social media especially is, you know, genuine moments – um which um so much easier to get when you're having a long-form conversation like we are right now Mm -hmm. you know being able to take a small piece of that and making it more creatively appealing through visuals i feel like that's such a strong content strategy and so we Mm -hmm. are you know we're willing to change a large portion of the entire business activity setup just to be able to you know stay on the forefront of that social strategy so um yeah, we are we, we're really we're really simplifying things right now, if I really think about okay. it. It's uh, mm. you know, we run our MindSpo retreat experiences and we're only going to be doing a handful of those every year, which you're actually mm-hmm. joining us on. Very, right? very, Sorry. very
0: excited. Cannot Same wait. Here.
1: <laughs> Same here. And um and then we're focusing a lot on on our new app that we've built, our manifestation yes. app manifesty. So yes. and just trying to do less because okay. our Our natural mode is to always do more, you know, Mm we, Rachel and I both are coming up with 5,000 ideas every single day. And it's always the shiny new object, you know, that you want, that you want to chase. So, but it's, it's consistency, you know, and persistence are are keys. So you have to be able to put in that Mm -hmm. time to allow things to really like grow. You know, if it doesn't work within two weeks, that doesn't mean it's not going to work. It just means you've only given it two weeks, Um, so yeah. I'm yeah, a little bit all over the place but I no, <laughs> I, you...
0: honestly, I feel like you gave so many like nuggets just there in terms of startups and starting a business and you know I think the one thing I really got is like it's really powerful to know when to pivot if um how you just are like adapting to what's going on I come from a marketing background so and I totally agree with having this long form content and then you know aesthetics and Instagram feeds and styles like that is evolving so much and people love authenticity yes. and you know getting snippets of this conversation and putting up there for people to see and like just this conversation where people can really resonate and really get to know yourself and myself is powerful and I think your story is something that nobody can replicate so really run with that absolutely and um yeah I also um I also loved how you shared to, you know, at the beginning, we do have to wear all the hats, but how do you, like, when do you feel is the time how you said you have somebody helping with your graphic design? When did you know it was the right time to take off that hat, put it onto somebody else?
1: I mean, I think it's it's probably a feeling, you know. It's mm-hmm. probably a feeling of of noticing that you're just scattering your energy too much, right. you know, and yeah. and asking, I mean, I would say it's, it's for me, for me anyway, I'm not somebody who generally waits until I'm, I'm ready. I, okay. I, yeah. I take the leap and I expect that things will fall into place yeah. as I do it. And to be honest, in the last 10 years of being an entrepreneur, it's, it's always worked out like that. You know, like I didn't wait. And mm-hmm. I, like I said, I mean, this is just me. I'm a bit of a cowboy. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I had no backup plan and I quit my corporate job because I was just so over it and luckily you know one project after another came out of the woodwork and and gave me you know an income but i definitely didn't wait until i had savings or a safe alternate income you know it's just it depends what your level of risk tolerance is you know uh you know i mean we moved to bali we we crowdfunded a gigantic mansion renovated it in one month before people arrived on our doorstep for a retreat experience while we were Mm -hmm. (laughs) completely sleep deprived and just way in over our heads. And looking back now on those two years, it was, you know, it was a wild adventure and we learned so much and we had incredible experiences along the way. Mm -hmm. We also definitely had a few screw ups and that's just a a part of it, you know, you learn about people, you learn about yourself. Um, But I, I don't know, I mean, you know, I'm I'm a good model for people to follow. If you are like me, essentially, if you're someone who's like, hey, I want to have a crazy life and I just want to throw caution into the wind, then hey, then <laughs> then follow me. You know, but if you're more <laughs> about, if you're more risk adverse, if you want to play mm. more safe, that is also mm. a very very good way to go.
0: Yeah. Um
1: But um, I don't know. I I just believe you know we all get we only get to live once in this in this physical shell and. We're also lucky to be incarnated during this time right now. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I personally believe we've all been alive many times before, and we'll probably be alive mm-hmm. many more times after. But this one chapter that I'm Chris Sol and you're Isabel is, uh, you know, we were born as the internet was was created, mm-hmm. as the entire world was connected, and we can now yeah. we have digital telepathy, and we have. <laughs> digital products that you can sell that are providing value all over the world while you are you know sitting on a beach somewhere that is incredible and i want to just put my foot down and and you know experience all the things (laughs) while, while it's available but i will also say at the same time it's it's um there's always yin to the yang you know and if there's any probably some of the best advice that i could pass on for for online business is is to just abandon hustle culture because Mm. i i fell into the hustle culture trap i put working myself to the bone on a pedestal for a little while there you know i'd be like uploading instagram stories that it's sunrise and blah i've been working all night you know and that i've done that a few times you know the 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 burnt out meditation teacher and um, and I've just realized kind of in the last year especially that, you know, if you create an imbalance, the universe will find a way to rebalance it. So if you put work on one side of the scale and you say work is now this important mm-hmm. and family and friends and hobbies and health and down mm-hmm. doing nothing is all down here. Yeah. You can only maintain that for a little while before the universe goes, all right, well, I guess I'm going to have to make you sick now. I'm going to have to, you know, make your girlfriend break up with you. I'm going to have to do something in order to bring it back to an equilibrium. Um, And the thing that I've realized in slowing down is that it's actually allowing me to speed up in certain ways. It's allowing me to speed up in productivity and, and working on the most high value things with a fresh energetic perspective, because I was just playing tennis with a friend, or I went for an hour long walk in the morning, and I really allowed myself 30 minutes to meditate without feeling like I'm in a rush. So, that has just been probably the most valuable thing in the last year putting, taking work down in terms of the pedestal and putting value, putting out, uh, putting balance. Kind of on a pedestal, but not even on a pedestal, because just putting, just creating, creating balance as much as possible, uh, in whatever way, you know, like it's the importance of hobbies, remembering that life isn't just about work. Um, you know, it's the number one regret that people have when they when they die. You know, they they mm. look back on their life and they go, "God, I wish I'd taken more time to just be with family and friends and enjoy myself and not just be caught up in the rat race." Um, and it's and it's easy to get caught up in the rat race your own your own subjective created rat race because mm-hmm. you have all these amazing tools at your fingertips now and you can be a one person band you know you can run an entire company as yourself with your shopify yeah. and your facebook ads and everything but it's it's you have to really create that self awareness to to not constantly redline because it's not sustainable and and it will and it will come back that's what I've learned at least in my experience
0: yes I think that's very very powerful what you just shared I think very relatable to 2022 but how you mentioned you know you were scheduling stories on Sunrise to show the hustle culture um how long ago was that for you when you were in this hustle mindset and then what was kind of the shift to really put balance as the forefront of your life
1: so for me, it really, I mean, I definitely had that in me for quite a long time. Um, I think I, I, you know, like I said, I quit my job, uh, you know, 11 years ago and mm-hmm. I became a freelance graphic designer. At the same time, I moved into a too expensive apartment in King's Cross in Sydney, which is also where I met my partner, though. So, you know. Um, but I didn't have any regular clients really I suddenly had you know seven eight hundred dollars in overheads every week and I have no idea how the hell I managed to do this for three four years but I feel like it instilled in me this this fight-or-flight feeling of you know just being able to pay the bills and if I really think about it like that's where it started for me that was me pushing myself, forcing myself to work way more than I really wanted in my intuition, in my soul. Um, mm-hmm. and just no, I normalized that for myself, you know, and then, um, and then I kind of went through stages. The last real stage that pushed me as far as possible was honestly the, the, the 2020 thing, you know, mm-hmm. it's, uh, we had multiple retreats scheduled, um, in this house that we'd renovated I extended our lease for two years in January, 2020. And we basically reinvested everything to, to be ready for, for, you know, to, to make more, basically make the profit in the next two years. So we put everything back in. And that was, like I said, in January. And, um, so we had to cancel retreats. We had all these people that had to put everything on the back burner. I mean, everybody has a story as to what, what we had to put on the back burner. Um, but where I think a lot of people might have taken some time to just be like, okay, wh- what's next? I guess we'll just, you know, watch some Netflix and chill and watch some Tiger King or something. I did the exact opposite. I went, okay, I need to pivot so mm. hard right now. Um, and so I think I spent, you know, the better part of six months working on, you know, webinar funnels and online programs and yeah. just grinding it out. Then I built an app. Then I built, then I started building a second app. Um, and I guess I just convinced myself that like, this was necessary right now. You know, I need to get out of this thing. I can't be complacent because otherwise this is gonna all turn into a shit show. And so I really just forced myself to just work like all day, seven days a week for probably a year. Um, and it it definitely pushed me towards near burnout probably burnout Mm -hmm. actually uh in the middle of last year we we also decided to take off from bali and go and travel because Mm -hmm. we'd been sitting in this house for a year and a half during the and and we're just like getting this thing called bali brain you know it's the heat and the humidity and there wasn't much stimulation you know so We decided to like okay screw it let's just get out back out there and see what happens so then we ended up airbnb jumping between for about a year between different countries while we were also doing the work and then honestly it pushed me a little bit over the edge you know middle of last year and that's when i i found an amazing book actually and it's probably my favorite book that i've ever i've ever read Mm -hmm. uh and i've read quite a few books Um, it's called Reality Transurfing by Vadim Zeeland. It's a, a a a book written by a Russian guy that is all about shifting through quantum realities. Essentially, saying that like there is a we live in a holographic universe, and all possible timelines exist, mm-hmm. and you can navigate through them depending on your perspective, your thoughts, your feelings, your actions. Um, But it really made me aware of, you know, whether you believe it or not doesn't really even matter because it's more like a practice in self-awareness. It just made me realize that, you know, much gathers more, you know. So whatever you focus on expands. So Mm -hmm. if I'm constantly focusing on hustle and grinding and more, 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 then... Mm -hmm. I just end up on lifelines where I'm perpetually in this mode and if up ahead I want to have a more balanced life where I have more time for creativity and more time for friends then that actually begins now you have to start that yeah. now you have to integrate these habits now and it didn't feel natural you know I, I start feeling I'd start, I'd start feeling guilty if I'm sitting there for too long not doing something productive but this unproductive time is actually really productive because it allows your brain to just function in a different way, take in new information, calm your nervous system. Um, so yeah, this this book for me has been a, a huge shift, and it's uh, you know there's been so many so many pieces of awareness in it. You know, just how to create more balance in life. How to you know how to shift to different reality timelines that are more conducive with the version of reality that you want to actually live, um, and I mean I'm a huge manifestation buff, so it was really refreshing to find a book with an entirely new approach. Um, you know I love my thinking, grow rich and master key system and all these books I read them religiously, but this one has so many practical applications that also just relate to how you work and how you think and how you operate. Um, so, yeah, that was, it's been a journey, you know, like I go through, I go through periods like yeah. this. I have my entire life. And when I do yeah. my, you know, my birth chart readings and my human design and everything, it, it tells me that's exactly what I'm meant to be doing. That's exactly what yeah. my life was always meant to be.
0: yeah Yeah. Yeah. that's um that's really really powerful all of that and i really resonate i think everyone will resonate that we go through ebbs and flows it's like you know think of the infinity symbol we have ups and downs and i think that really reflects as well the life of a business owner especially in this day and age um and i also loved how you shared you know taking time to essentially do nothing gives you time to speed up in that nothing time do you consider is that when your meditation practice comes in
1: um Honestly, I don't actually say, I mean, for me, honestly, your meditation is probably the most productive thing that I could ever do in all honesty. Um, And, and it's a, it's, it's a paradox, you know, there's so many paradoxes in this life. We don't see them, Mm -hmm. but it's, they're all around us. Yeah. Meditation is the biggest paradox. It's like, do absolutely nothing, do less than you've ever done before. Mm -hmm. Try not to even think anymore. And And what do you get in return? Oh, you get the most valuable thing in life, peace of mind. Oh, whoa, you know. I always think about, you know, if you achieved all the materialistic success that you could ever hope for, you get the island and the jet and the Lamborghini and whatever else, but you have depression, most of it's – you're not going to enjoy it. It's going to be – you would probably gladly trade with, you know, the guy with the one-bedroom apartment and the Fiat 500, who's figured out how to be grateful, present, and happy. Yeah. Um, so for me, I mean, for me, the, the downtime is more related to, to hobbies. Um, it's creating things without a purpose, you know. Like I want to get into pottery soon, for instance. There's actually a pottery workshop a couple hundred meters from here, and I've been watching it, being like. And then I even enc- I actually met someone just yesterday and go, man. And the, he started telling me he's been going to go into this pottery workshop. I go, the universe keeps giving me signs. I need to, I need to get on that wheel <laughs> and make some make some pots or something. I don't know. Just um, I I I feel like there's a lot of wisdom that comes to us naturally when you create space. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are epiphanies that, that yeah. don't come as a direct result of reading something or having a conversation. Mm-hmm. Yep. It comes later. It comes after you've filled your mind with all these resources. And then your mind kind of weaves these new concepts together. And then, you know, it pushes it up to your conscious mind. And then you go, whoa, I just had an epiphany. But you can't, create, you can't create the space for that if you fill every waking moment mm-hmm. with... Uh, conscious force, like what should I do? What should I learn next? What should I make next? Or you know, even more so, as soon as you feel slightly bored pulling out the phone and consuming content the whole time. Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong. It's incredible. Social media is incredible, but it's a knife, right? You can use it many different ways. Mm -hmm. It's a hammer, you know, build a house or smack (laughs) yourself in the head with it. You know, it's up to you the it's it's in the usage and um i think many people in those moments where you would feel bored that boredom could actually Mm -hmm. be the start of something new if you didn't just snuff it out immediately with a infinity feed of you know dopamine snippets Mm -hmm. um so yeah it's 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 just it's it's really basic when you think about it you know it sounds so simple (laughs) But we've just programmed ourselves to have these beliefs in modern day that yeah. like, we should always be go, go, go. Mm. Um, and, yeah, it takes, it takes conscious awareness to try to just dial it back mm. a little bit. And,
0: yeah.
1: you know, I, for, for me, something else that I've been really doing a lot lately, um, which I can highly recommend to anyone in business, uh, we actually want to create a spe- specific retreat about business without burnout where we want to teach some of these oh, okay. concepts. Um, But it's it's listening. Honestly, it sounds so basic, but it's listening to your heart, right? Most people don't know this because this isn't yet in the public consciousness. But there is an institute in America that studies the heart. Have you ever heard of heart math before? No, I haven't. Right, it is fascinating, right? This is an institute that just studies the heart and they've been doing this for like 20 years. And the things they've been finding out about the heart are mind blowing. Like it is not just a muscle that pumps blood, it is so much more. Basically, when we form as a human, the first thing that forms is the heart. Everything else builds around it. When you look at the Egyptians, how they dealt with uh, pharaohs when they did the funeral rites, they would put all this attention onto the heart. They would wrap it in all these things and do all these ceremonies and then place it into these, you know, catacombs and everything. You know what they do with the brain? They would scoop it out and basically throw it away. And we we live in a culture where we put the brain on a pedestal right we you know there's this great quote that says the brain is the most important organ in the body sincerely brain (laughs) and um but what they've been finding is that the heart actually has neurons in it it has literal brain cells so when they say think with your head no no follow your heart that is because there are literally two consciousnesses inside of you there are two different ways Mm. to perceive reality and we've all had those moments when you experience like a hunch you know your intuition is saying something and you get a weird feeling you know not to do something or you feel something about some person that isn't your mind that's not your brain doing that that is your heart that is your intuition giving you a feeling, because the heart uses feelings, whereas the brain uses thoughts and images. Um, and But the thing is, we we the brain is so obnoxious, it's so loud, it's just always overpowering everything. And when you come at problems and challenges just from the mind, you'll find that you'll start playing ping pong with yourself inside of your own head. You'll be like, I'm really going to do this. And then three seconds later, you're like, do I really want to do this? And then you're just kind of like, you'll burn so much energy just, you know, it's like people when they leave a relationship, for instance, you know, they they, oh, maybe I should get back in the relationship (laughs) and then I'll go back again. No, I should leave. No, I'll go back again. And, um, I've just been training myself a lot more to focus on how does it feel here? Because this knows, this knows so much more and this is a feeling. So, you know, if you're making a decision in business, if you perfect example, just yesterday, I, w- I went out last night and I caught up with uh, a guy that I talked to on social media a few times over the last two years and he's in town and we're talking and he said he's been trying to leave his current work for about four years. But every time he wants to make the transition, uh, basically, the universe like gives him a test and it, it keeps him where he is. So, for instance, in... in Little side note, I will say, if you ever want to make a big shift in your career, expect that the universe will test you. Um, When I stopped doing freelance graphic design work from one day to another, I decided from tomorrow, I'm no longer doing work for other people. I'm only working my own projects. At the time, my average would be getting two new projects per week. Two new projects would arrive in my email inbox. The day that I said, I'm no longer taking on any new work, five projects arrived that day, which was completely out of the ordinary. It was literally the universe being like, are you sure? Are you committed? Um, And I had to, I rejected three of them. I took on two. I gave the money back for one of those, and I only finished one of them. But so he's telling me, for instance, this friend of mine um, was saying that he's, you know, at this point, he wants to move to Bali, he wants to open a bar, and he wants to just like change everything. He's a videographer, and he does motion graphics, and he just wants to like use his creativity on his own business in Bali. He's saved up money. And then he said he was about to do it, and then he's just been offered a one-year-long project a one-year project, that would be a really amazing project. And then I asked him, I said, how do you feel when you think about this project here? And he says, I said, do you feel tight? Does it feel tight in your chest when you think about it? He goes, yeah, immediately. I go, then don't do it. Because if you feel excited in your chest and in your head, that's amazing. Okay, that, that is full flow, follow that. If you feel nothing here and you're excited here, then it could be either way. But if you think about something and you immediately feel this tightening in your chest, that is literally your soul telling you you are going down the wrong route right now. And that's not to say that there aren't moments in life where you have to you know, just push through regardless of whether you have that that counterintuitive feeling. Of course, we all have moments like that. But if it's an ongoing thing or if it's related to, you know, pursuing your dream career or if it's a relationship or or something, then like it's a huge piece of advice that I can say just to listen to that quiet feeling. It's this quiet feeling underneath. And for me, meditating, calming down that ego is what allows me the space to be able to actually perceive that feeling so much more
0: and before we keep going here is a word from today's sponsor guys as you know i truly feel alignment is the new hustle we should all be striving for and this is exactly what today's sponsor is all about a new evolution of alignment is now available guys this is the app i have been co-creating with two incredible people and very close friends of mine carlo and caitlin our app is finally available to download guys the whole entire purpose and meaning and messaging behind Sala is to make daily mindfulness and wellness simple and easy we have modalities such as meditation breath work movement sound healing and so much more and the best thing is it's all available so conveniently at the top of your fingertips no need to subscribe to countless apps and scroll through youtube videos and this and that you can try all of this in a 14-day free trial this episode of start somewhere would not be possible if it wasn't for this amazing brand i have co-created with my business partners use code isabel when you download
1: Jumped a little bit yeah. all over the place there. Went to the Egyptians. <laughs> this will happen.
0: <laughs> no, no. I, I love it so much. I love talking about so many different things, but it all really – compensates it all reflects one another so you shared so many powerful things just there I loved all of that I I want to touch on how you mentioned you know it's all in your head and your heart which I totally agree with and it's interesting about the brain cells in your heart as well I have no idea but we also hear you know your intuition your gut your gut instinct they say your gut is like your second brain as well is that what are your thoughts on that is that similar to your heart or is that different
1: I mean honestly I mean I know that they say the brain, the the you know, the, the stomach produces serotonin, for instance, which is yes. like a neurotransmitter, right? So, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I, just, I just think, you know, I'm not an expert on it, but all I know is, yeah. is that there's some real, real stuff going on there. Yeah. And I think, you know, for me, the, one of the most powerful things, you know, in, in my entire life ever was realizing yeah. that I'm not the voice inside my head, you know, and yeah. that is a byproduct of meditating. Because most people, you know, we we all have voices inside of our head. It's, you know, like we've had this thing in in culture where we say, oh, my God, he hears voices. You know, like, yeah, that's everyone. That's every single person. You know, everybody's talking to themselves inside their own skull all day long. The difference is, is that most people believe every single one of those thoughts. Now, if you believe every single thought that you have, it's going to create a lot of issues for you. You not only will you be a relatively closed-minded and egocentric person, most likely, you're also going to be programmable, because you're going to, you know, you're gonna you're gonna have stories that are going to be imprinted into your mind, and if you keep hearing the same story, the same belief over and over and over, it's gonna start playing in there on its own, and then if you're just like, yeah, every, everything I think is true. Ooh, that that's not very powerful for you, you know? Um, now, for me, when one of the most amazing side effects of a meditation practice is, you know, that you're literally taking time every day to sit down and watch it, watch your mind from a third-party perspective and don't judge it and don't criticize it and don't label it because then you're just being the thoughts again. But it's becoming the thinker, becoming becoming the observer of the thinker. And for me, at least, the, the initial instant side effect was I realized that my head was filled with crap. Oh, my God. I'm like, I, you know, 12 years ago, 11 years ago when I started meditating, I was like, whoa, is this what my consciousness is made up of? And it's just random stuff, you know? It's like movie one-liners and random childhood memories and then weird, like, questions about ran- – I'm like, whoa, you know? And it, it made me realize that, like, that's everyone. Like, I'm a pretty normal person. So if I've got that, oh my God, that means everyone's running around with this absolute crazy show inside their heads of five trillion different random things. Um, but developing the ability to hold space for your thoughts in a non judgmental way is so powerful. You know, being able to recognize when some negative thought or belief enters your mind and it wants to trigger an emotion. It's like, well, Chris, you know, you're always like this. You never couldn't do whatever. Being the awareness of that thought and being like, oh, look, (laughs) my brain's telling me something I can't do. (laughs) And then just letting it pass by. Like that to me has just been the, the ultimate power. You know, it allows me to stay calm, in mm-hmm. testing situations, hey, you should blow up at this person. Tell them, you know, they're like this and whatever. And then going like, no, I'm actually not going to let anything out. I'm just going to keep listening right now. But thanks for the suggestion, you know. That right there is, is for me, the most powerful side effect of meditation. Awesome. You know, Besides having a calmer demeanor, a calm nervous system, mm-hmm. the self-awareness that you get is, oh, it's, it's everything. It's everything, mm-hmm. and if I and if I don't meditate for three days, four days straight, I lose that ability. I lose that watchtower over my mind because it's like the the the, the river of thoughts becomes, you know, a tidal wave of thoughts. Um, but this is where meditation is something that you just do as a maintenance practice. Mm-hmm. You know, if I don't mow the lawn, the lawn's going to keep growing, and eventually I'll have a jungle. And yeah. it's the exact same thing with my thoughts. If I don't throw out the trash once a day if I don't um, give my mind the space to calm itself down. Um, I mean, all I can say is life isn't going to be slowing down. Like if you don't slow down, life isn't going to ask you to slow down. It's only speeding up. Um, and it's only becoming more important to, to self-regulate, to, to, build in this watchtower to have this maintenance procedure because, you know, as we all saw in the last two years, you know, we all bought into watching the news and getting the updates for better or for worse. Um, and it's just, if you throw that on top of everything else, all your worries, you know, it's like people think that they don't have time. This one's the, this one, oh, if I can give any piece of advice, especially to the people who, think they don't have time or people who are meditating and then they fall off the meditation wagon right the brain literally tries to think of everything at the same time like (laughs) like it's it's like the the brain is so powerful that When you think of a person that you know in your life, you don't just think of like their exterior or their name. And then, do I want to think about something else about that person? Like that's not how it works. You'll think of that person, and then your brain lights up like a Christmas tree, and it fires every neural pathway associated with that person, every memory, every conversation, everything you can remember all at once. It's that powerful, and it's because it wants to be ready to to think on its feet or about everything, um, and. That's your brain all day long. It's firing all these things. So when you think about like, oh, my God, I don't have time. It's like, no, no, you do have time. You're just thinking about everything you have to do at the same time. But you can never do all of the things at the same time. And now when you think about doing things, work, whatever it is, how would you describe being your most productive self? Would it probably be somebody who single tasks, who's fully engaged in this one moment? I'm fully here, now I'm fully here for this, now I'm fully here for this. But if your brain is all over the place and you're thinking about what I need to do next rather than while I'm doing this, it's you're ineffective, you know. Multitasking is a myth. Multitasking <laughs> is your brain just switching back and forth at lightning speed to give the illusion that you're thinking of both things at the same time. But it's switching and it burns out your cognition. So being somebody who calms down their neural their, their, their neural activity once a day as a meditator
0: mm-hmm.
1: is the most powerful thing for business because you're going to be more productive. You're going to stop doing stuff that you shouldn't be doing in the first place. You know, like, why am I even working on this? You'll start to have the awareness like this is a $5 an hour job why am I spending four hours a day doing this? When this thing over here, creating that podcast, recording that sales video, writing that script, that is a $500, $1,000 an hour job, but it's harder. And I'm yeah. noticing now that I'm constantly procrastinating with low level work, like the procrastination uh, you know, awareness. It's just, um, yeah, I can talk all day about how meditation impacts like every facet of your life. It, yeah. it creates, you know, you 2.0 once you yeah. start doing it. Um, but yeah,
0: anyway. Yeah, I think, no, I think that was so beautiful and I can just, yeah, I can feel the passion with meditation and I, I resonate so much with it. I've always thought it's the one practice that, Although it takes up time, it gives you more time in return. And I love how you shared as well. It's just been such a powerful tool with your whole entrepreneurship journey. It gives you so much creativity as well. I'm sure you can resonate being a graphic designer coming from that field and the ideas and the awareness. But I I loved as well how you shared, you know, getting these self-doubt thoughts, I want to say, coming into your mind. And, you know, I'm at the very beginning of my entrepreneurship journey and I experienced that i am becoming more and more aware that they are just negative like thoughts. But, you know, I hear it come in thinking like, what are you doing, Isabel? Why are you doing this? Like all the, this chatter. And I'm getting better and better at becoming aware with it and, you know, not associating with it. But what is a tip to really help not let that take any control over us?
1: Um, honestly, it's, it's learning to accept and love that part of yourself because okay. what it really is is your, your ego is not your enemy. Okay, Your ego is a part of you that allows you to interface with reality. Now, should you let your ego get too big? No, ideally not. How do you make your ego smaller? Practice humility. Practice accepting the fact that you don't know everything. Say, I don't know to people. It's a good thing. It's a good thing to just be transparent that like, I don't have all the answers. By God, I've got barely any answers at all, you know? Um, you, ever, you ever see this thing called the Dunning-Kruger uh, curve? It's quite a, quite an interesting uh, cognitive bias. It's basically okay. a graph where you have a curve that starts here and it goes all yeah. the way down and then comes back up. And what this is is, when you know nothing, your confidence is high. You'll be like, "I know everything, um. but I'm kind of an idiot, but I know mm. everything." You know, it's like what was it, uh Shakespeare had a great burn for for this. He said, "the loud, the the empty vessel makes the loudest sound." <laughs> mm. But so this is a lot of people. This is people who know next to nothing, but they're the, the loudest at the same time. So then you learn things, and your confidence starts to drop, and you're like, "Oh my God, I actually know very little. Oh my God, I know next to nothing. I know nothing." The more I learn, the less I know. But then eventually comes a time where you actually start to be like, Hey, you know what? I know how to run a podcast. I know how to create a product. I know how to host a retreat. I know how to build an app. And then your confidence starts to go up again with your actual knowledge. Right? Mm -hmm. So these feelings of self doubt are just a side effect of you actually doing shit. Like you're actually out there, you're doing it right. But here's the thing. You have an ego. We all have an ego. And the ego has evolved over millions of years to keep you safe. It wants you to be safe. So you'll have a job and it's paying enough to pay the bills and get you food. And you want to take that leap and, and and start a new business and go out into the unknown and see what else is possible for you. Your ego is going to get in the way. It's going to be like, I don't know, should you really do this? What if you fail? Because it just wants you. It's like you already have food and shelter. What more do you want? You know, like you're, you're, we're safe right now. We're safe and healthy. That should be enough evolutionarily that should be enough <laughs> but here's the thing we're living in 2022 where you know you have teenage millionaires and like you you can have humongous impact from a phone like wow we have all these incredible devices and this power at our fingertips and you know a lot of us have an urge to want to do good things we want to impact we want to leave this place better than we found it um, and you know you can feel once again in your intuition when you give things, it feels better than when you get. It's once again it's another yeah. paradox. Everyone's focused so much on getting, but when you really give something, that that feels so much more satisfying. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's it's realizing that that part of you it's not going to go away. It's going to be there. Like when when I hear about people who who give speeches and who are performers, right? Um, I'm trying to remember. There was, I can't remember the name, but either way, there was, a, there was like a, a John, De- John Denver. John Denver was like a famous American musician, right? And like him as well as many others, they might be 20, 30 years into their career and they go out on stages every week in front of thousands of people. The nervousness never goes away. Like a lot of them will literally have to throw up beforehand because the nerves get to them that much. So what are those nerves? That anxiety is, that's evolution. That's you being scared of saying the wrong thing in front of the tribe. And then the tribe doesn't like what you said. And so the tribe says, get out. And then suddenly you're by yourself in the wilderness, which basically means certain death. So this is why people are so scared of what other people are thinking and scared of saying the wrong thing. We get so nervous. Is it actually dangerous? Why is my fight or flight response activated right now? I'm just talking to a bunch of people on a stage. Like they're not, not going to throw a spear at me, but the body doesn't know that any different. You know, we, we, are, we are running 2022 software and we have 100,000 year old hardware. You know, our body is designed to be huddled together with a hundred people, you know, keeping watch for the saber-toothed tiger that will come to steal Mm -hmm. my babies in the night. That's that's the physiological experience we have. So, you know, this is why using tools like meditation is so bloody Mm -hmm. important. Like calm your animal, calm Mm -hmm. your animal down. You know, a text message shouldn't be a reason to get into fight or flight. Like there's no danger. You don't, you're not gonna fight the phone. You're not gonna freeze in front of the phone. <laughs> you know? Um, and you're not gonna run away from the phone either, ideally. <laughs> so the phone will probably come with you when you start running. Um, but yeah, so I think I think those feelings of self-doubt, you you'd be surprised who has those. Yeah. Because it's basically everyone, including that super confident person on the stage that has everything, when you really sit them down for a moment, the one thing I've learned over the years of of having real heartfelt conversations with people about what the inside of their consciousness actually looks like, is the thing I've realized is that quite often the people who are most successful are the ones who are the most insecure. Like everybody is carrying around these voices that are second guessing, that are making you think that everybody is paying attention to what you're doing. Meanwhile, everybody else is paying attention to what they're doing and they're worried about what you're thinking about them. (laughs) So, like, you know, I realized a long time ago, I actually actually used to be a very shy person. I used to be very socially anxious. I used to second guess everything that came out of my mouth. Um, And I think it's because I learned English after I was 13. And, you know, in in an Australian high school, if you speak with a very thick German accent in year seven expect everybody to parrot back what you just said in a thicker German character, like characteristic German accent, right? And that's just, that's fine. That's just humanity, right? But I think when I look back, I think that made me second guess, that made me not be my authentic self and just say whatever's in my mind because I'm always going to be ridiculed for the first you know, 10 years as I was wearing down that accent. Um, and But when I started meditating, I realized that the world is actually divided into two groups. There are people who are not doing the work, who are Mm. not spending any time observing their consciousness, doing any personal development, meditating, being being aware that they're not the voice inside their head, realizing they have a choice, that every thought is a suggestion, not a dead-set truth. Um, So there's those people. And I kind of have an idea of what most of those people's consciousness looks like on the inside. They're worried about themselves and what they look like and what they sound like way more than what you sound like. Now, do they judge you? Yes, they do. But it's only for a millisecond before they start judging themselves even worse. Okay. So these people, God bless them, they're everywhere. That's 99% of the planet. And they're just going about it. They're, you know, they're just dealing with their fifty to seventy thousand thoughts per day. That's the average, and they believe every single one of them. Whew, that's a lot. I understand why so many people are unhappy. I get it. I, I would be stressed too, right? And then you have this other portion of people who are like, "Whoa, maybe there's more to life than what my brain is projecting. Maybe there is." an awareness beyond the voice inside my head, where when you stand in front of a monument, rather than being like, wow, how tall is it? How heavy is it? When was it built? But who built it? Instead, you just say nothing because your awareness goes beyond that. And you just go, wow. you know, you actually get what the painting is trying to say, wow. not who was it who painted it and when did he paint it and what did he paint it on? You know, some people live just in this little, Layer of thoughts and labels and words. But there is an entire bandwidth, an entire spectrum outside of that. Um, And when you dive into that and you become bigger than the voice inside your head, um, it's, you know, it makes you more humble because Mm -hmm. you don't take yourself so seriously suddenly. You notice when you judge people. And you kind of pull yourself up. You go, why are you judging that person? Here, send them some gratitude instead. Say, like, I wish you all the riches in the world. I don't know why why I commented on their pants in my head or something, you know. But the thing is, when you realize this, when you realize that the world is only divided into those two groups, it actually totally frees you from social anxiety. Because you realize that the first group, you don't need to worry about what they're thinking. Because they're not really thinking. They're just letting stuff rush through their mind all day long, all over the place. There is no coherent, concentrated, self-aware thought going on there. Um, so, would you put your self-worth and your self-esteem on the contents of a person like that's mind? That's a, that's you might as well build a house on quicksand. You, you know, like it's it's a, that'd be a very very you realize that's a very silly thing. I'm not going to put what people think of me on a pedestal as if it actually means anything no more. The other group of people who you might have more respect for, you're like, oh, wow, these people have, you know, they're doing their Vipassana retreats and they're meditating all day and they're very self-aware and they're reading lots and they're doing great things. Now, if this person judges you, and they will, they will have that judgmental thought go through their mind. Oh, look at their pants. Look at what they're wearing. Oh, they've spilled some spaghetti on themselves. I don't know. Whatever it is, right? But they're going to catch themselves because they'll be like, oh, I'm judging someone. Oh, I should stop judging them. So you also don't need to worry about what they think of you. So that's everyone. Holy crap, I'm invisible in the best possible way. Everybody cares about themselves way more than they care about what I'm doing. And that's a really good thing. That's a really good thing. It's not that people don't love you or have no gratitude or appreciation or, or whatever. That's not, that's not what it is. But it's the judgment. It just, it just doesn't matter anymore. It's not a factor. And when you can drop that, when you can just like give a little bit of love to your little voice in your head that's trying to tell you to stay small and stay safe because it wants you to stay safe. And you just go, that's okay. That's okay, little one. That's all right. It's okay. Don't worry. It's it's like you're in a child, you know? It's like you'll be okay. Um, But all the greatest things happen outside my comfort zone and I didn't come here to play it safe. Like we're all going to be dead soon. So make the most of it. Remember, you must die. Remember, you must die one day. Wake up and be like, Holy crap, I've got another day. What am I going to do? What am I going to do with this day? Like let's 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 go big. Let's go big but stay in balance. <laughs> let's not burn ourselves out because this show might last a while and it might end today. I don't know. But I'm going to make the most out of it. And I can do that best with a calm a calm mind so that I'm really here for it. Yeah, and that's why I meditate. <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh. I am just, I feel like I've said this every time, but I just love how you explain all these things. I feel you've really summed up everything <laughs> in that whole story just then, but I'm really interested to know what are your core values after sharing so much about yourself? I'm intrigued.
1: Um, my core, my, my number one value is freedom. Um, okay. I, I've, oh, I've always, I don't know where it comes from. Maybe yeah. it comes from, You know, just being around people who try to oppress you a little bit, you know, and try to tell you what to do. I've always had a big problem with authority, but I just think it's because the world, the systems that our world has created are not built for me. They are not built for me. Like, you know, every single, every report card I ever got said the same thing. It said Mm -hmm. D, E and F and an A in art. And there was always an A in art every single bloody year for 12 years. So it's like, you're not, you're not enough. You're not good enough, Chris. You're not good enough, Chris. Oh, but you are good enough at this one thing. Right. What's that? Creating things. Right. Okay. So, and how do you create things? Well, you need to go on your own path. You need to like, you know, take a leap, try something. You need to believe that something new is possible. And so for me, freedom, you know, when I do my birth chart and all that stuff, it says like, there's no earth in my chart. I'm, you know, I have, I I find it for me, grounding is very important because I don't naturally do it. Yes. I, I, you know, I, every time I check out a new country, I'm like, I could live here. I wonder what the real estate's like over here. We should look at an apartment. Like I almost moved to Portugal, Cyprus and Georgia in the last year. (laughs) And now I'm in Bali and I'm probably going to move back to Australia for a little while. I don't know. So, but for me, all I know is, is yeah, freedom Freedom is freedom of mind, freedom of time, mm. you know, freedom of body, like it's yeah. this is my, my core value, it's my number one. If I don't have that, I'm I'm miserable. And yeah. so my life is created in a way that that supports that, you know. It's so I don't have I don't have a calendar. I don't have regular meetings. I don't I don't I do everything spontaneously. <laughs> and I and I love it. It is such a luxury and I'm so grateful for my life. That I, get to, that I get to do this because of these technologies that exist, you know? Um, but was I ever going to be encouraged to do it the way I do it? No, because everything wants you to, you know, follow the status quo mm. and stay safe. That's make sure you don't take too many chances, don't go, don't make other people feel self-conscious about maybe that yeah. they haven't followed their dreams but you just got to you just got to do you you know yeah. and do it in your own way because yeah so that's that's my number one you know my number one's freedom um and you know it's a it's a beautiful thing because it means i can strike up a conversation with a stranger in the street and turn it into a 4 hour thing <laughs> i did that last night i was meant to catch up <laughs> with someone for 1 hour i spent 6 hours with them just talking until one o'clock in the morning. And it was great. I love it. And they had a fucking amazing time, you know? And I'm like, okay, fantastic. And what was that, Sunday night? Okay, tomorrow's Monday. I forget what day of the week it is. I have forgotten. I've lost track of time for the last 10 years. Um, and it's made me feel like every day is is a little bit like it's my last, you know? Like, yeah. I, I I I. mean, this sounds, this sounds extreme, but I... I am prepared for the end of my life already. You know, I heard this saying once that said, uh, the secret to life is to die before you die. And I think what it means is, is to make peace with the fact that your life is physically limited. Now, I don't think you're spiritually limited. I think you live many, many lives. I think your soul will exist in many different planes of existence. And the physical domain is just one of them. Um, and i've also had some experiences related to that that have that have given me a real uh, inkling that like this is this is the model that this whole thing this whole show is built on and that's very comforting for me that it's like oh i don't i need to i can relinquish my fear of death my which which then makes me play small and play safe and worry and stuff i can just let go of that and be like yo like don't worry it's all good it's just it's a ride you know make the most out of it and but i've been so blessed Working for myself for 11 years and being a, a very good boss to myself, <laughs> that I've given myself the, the time and, the, and allowed myself to pursue the things that I'm actually passionate about. So if tomorrow or today was my last day, don't get me wrong. There's stuff I'd still like to do, and my God, what will what will Rochelle do? You know, like there's all these questions. But overall, I'd have nothing but gratitude for the life I've lived so far. Like I feel like I'm already in bonus times, and I'm 37, and I'm like, wow, you know, uh, that's, and that's because freedom is my number one value, and I've allowed myself to indulge that freedom for, you know, a decade straight now. So. Hooray for online entrepreneurship. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Drink to that. That's mm. um it's so refreshing all the concepts you've shared and then how you're just you're fully embodying it, you're fully living your purpose, your passion. And I think it's I think everyone's gonna be so inspired by hearing that because you're you're energetically and emotionally and mentally embodying that. And I think that is something we should all strive for. And time is completely fluid. And I, I really adore how you said, you know, you're living each day as it's your last one per se, I think that's, um, you know, uh, it should be more of a comforting mindset we live by. It should be something that, like you said, we strive for and that we just really embrace the life we have and not to get caught up in all the small little bullshit that goes on basically.
1: Yeah, exactly. Don't yeah. you always look for the silver lining? Yeah. You know, that's one thing I took away from, from that book that I, that I mentioned before. Yes. It said, you know, just play the game. What is the silver lining? in every situation, and as you do that, you naturally start to always find the positive in everything, because there is always a positive in everything. Every crappy experience is Mm. also teaching you what you don't want, and what you might want instead. You know, and if you can just focus on that, it's, you know, this is another reason why I'm I'm such an advocate for meditation. It's like, the human mind is geared towards pessimism and negativity. This is our natural status. This is this because it's and it's, it makes total sense when you go back yeah. fifty thousand years in our development, a caveman a hundred thousand years ago had the exact same makeup and composition and ability to create an Instagram account and become an influencer and start an e-commerce brand exactly the same the exact same equipment, but the environment that that body this body evolved for mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. was basically like, have we got enough food? What, what are the other tribe members thinking about me? Oh my God, what is that orange and black stripes? You know, run. So it's like if you have two primates and one is always looking out for danger, it's paranoid, it, every time it hears a rustling in the trees, it's getting ready to f- run or freeze or bite into it or whatever. And then you compare that to your, your modern-day Ubud type. Ah, I'm just going to relax, I'm going to be grateful, life is good, you know. I'm focusing on my heart, I'm being chill. Okay, which one of these is going to survive? That one's going to survive. Now this one's going to have kids, and then the kids are going to learn the same behavior, and then this is going to repeat itself over and over and over for a thousand generations until we're sitting here. So our natural biochemical makeup is geared towards paranoia and pessimism. And that's just it. They say 80% of our thoughts are negative in nature and 95% are re- repetitive. So we're just constantly on this thing. Now, okay. then when you look at something like media, media yeah. knows this. Media knows this. Oh, yeah. they know this for a long time. So yeah. what what's the game that the media channels are playing? Well, they have to make money like everyone. How do they make their money? They make money from ad breaks. Interesting. How do they get you to stay around for the ad break? Oh, well, it's easy. If they say, hey, guys, life is good. Everything's everything's happy. Check it out. Here's a baby duck. Woo, you know, life is good. Well, then you're just going to turn off the television and go outside. But if instead it tells you that, like, oh, my God, here's a car crash. This terrible thing happened. Look at this embarrassing situation, whatever. Then your nervous system is going to be aroused because you are paying attention now because maybe this information will help you survive because that's how you evolved. You know, this is the rustling in the trees right there that they're saying like, "Oh, something's happening," you know, and then you will then literally stay in this state as they start showing you Hungry Jack's and McDonald's and bullshit and then you'll be like, "Okay, that's that's so Now here's the thing. Hey, don't hate the player, hate the game. I get it, you know. Whatever. They're yeah. just trying to make money. They're using it to their advantage. Yeah, that's cool. All right, whatever, you know, pretty shitty game you're playing. But mm. The problem is, is that it programs us to just be more paranoid. You know, like statistically, and this blew me away. There's an amazing TED talk I highly recommend that everybody should watch. It's called The Surprising Decline in Violence by Steven Pinker. Um, This guy studies... Like numbers, this guy just looks at hardcore numbers of, you know, how many people are getting murdered every year, how many people are getting assaulted every year, how many car crashes are there. All these things. Like, don't worry about what happened in your neighborhood and then base your entire version of reality based on like your tiny little subjective experience. Look at the hard numbers and see where we're at. Now, here's the thing: most people think the world's getting worse. Most people think, like, oh, my God, it's so dangerous. Everything's, everything's falling apart. It's the end of a civilization. Statistically, this is the safest time we've ever lived in, and it has been continually getting safer for a thousand years that we have been keeping track. We've only been keeping track okay. for a thousand years. And it basically shows that we are continually moving more and more towards literally a bloody utopia, um, and yet at the same time, because of our access to media and the way a lot of the media is being used, it's programmed people to be more paranoid, which is wild. It's like this is, this is an incredible time to, you know, like you have health insurance and justice and you can, yeah. you know, walk to, talk to a random person in the street and, and see if they're a good person. I guarantee you 99.9% of the times they are, Um, you know, like I noticed how paranoid my mind was about 10 years ago. I remember there was a, a one, one day where I was, I was just becoming more and more aware that like, well, my brain is really paranoid. It's like telling me all kinds of stuff. And I was living in King's cross, the nightlife district of Sydney. And, you know, you walk through King's cross in the day or at night, you're going to encounter all kinds of people, you know, with all kinds of lifestyles, bikey gangs, you know, all kinds of stuff. And um, I remember one day, and I did this multiple times in the course of like a couple of weeks, just to just to really drill in the point. I was walking down King's Cross Strip and outside this strip club, there was this big, big dude, like man mountain, is just standing in front of this club, you know, covered in tattoos, got like maybe surely, I don't know, Hell's Angel or something. And um, I remember as I walked past, My brain, one of the many thoughts that's just buzzing around my brain, one of them was like, oh, careful, Chris. That guy looks kind of dangerous, you know, something like that. He looks like the bad guy out of the movie. Um, And as I'm walking past, I forced myself to stop, and I turned back, and I went up to him. I said, excuse me, mate, have you got the time? And the guy's like, oh, yeah, mate, it's (laughs) 3.30. Like his voice was like two octaves higher than mine. He was totally courteous, super friendly, and I'm like, thanks. You know, I'm like. Oh yeah, there's that dangerous guy, you know, that my brain is making me keep be hyper vigilant about. Um, I did that same thing four or five times, and it's every every single time is the exact same thing. Just courteous, friendly humans, happy to help, and but you know we we are so much more paranoid than we like to give ourselves credit. You know, we're we're so delus- we're so delusional sometimes. You, know, you ask people like, "What are you thinking about? What are you thinking?" They go, "Nothing." I'm like, oh, dude." You, you have so many thoughts going on that you're just not even aware you're having right now. <laughs> like you're, you're, progr- you're, you're running on a program. Look at the program. Start to become aware of your program. Is your program serving you? Could there be a better program in there? Could you be backing yourself a little more? You know, could you say I can do it? People who do great things are no different than me. They're the same. Yeah. I, I've met so many people who are very successful who do great things, who've amassed huge fortunes. And the one thing that I've noticed in all of them is that they're basically just normal people. <laughs> they're just normal people. And a lot of them are really friendly. <laughs> they're really friendly and self-aware. And I'm like, sweet.
0: All right. Well, that's uh,
1: faith in humanity restored.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I agree. And it's, um, you know, taking those small steps as well, like those little awareness pieces, those little comforting words to ourselves that, like, like you said as well, a while ago, like it's just so simple. And those steps repeated consistently over time lead to such grand results. Mm.
1: Yes. Repetition. Repetition is the key. Yes. You mentioned like, that as well. Yeah. Like what whatever, whatever program you have in your brain, like pick a topic mm-hmm. and then ask yourself, what's my core belief? You know, like yeah, when um... you think of money, how do you feel? You know, oh, it's kind of bad. Oh, it's stressful. It's this. What's well, like money's money's none of those things. Yeah. Money's just a side effect. It's a, yeah. it's a. It's a, it's a physical form and digital form of uh, energy. That's all mm-hmm. it is. You can make mm-hmm. things happen with it. You can buy things. You can keep it there. You can do nothing with it, whatever. But um, ask yourself, what is your belief? What are your beliefs? And then, if you. When you create a more powerful belief, you ask, okay, wouldn't it be so much better if I looked at it as like, you know, money comes to me as a side effect of great things that I do, Mm. you know, like something like that. You just go, money is always coming in and out of my life in a stress-free kind of way. Whatever it is, you're going to have to repeat that over and over and over. Like it's going to take repetition. You have to, because your subconscious is programmed with the other story, it is etched into your subconscious and your brain is always going to take the path of least resistance. So it'll be like, Oh yeah, you know, money's kind of the root of all evil or something. Um, And it's like, no, I'm going to etch this new way, but you're going to have to redo this a bunch of times. It's actually why in our manifestation app, Manifesty, I, I built a affirmation scheduler maker. I don't even know how to describe it best, but it's basically just a small dashboard where you write a message and then you choose the days and the times, And then it's a push notification. So whenever I check my phone, like, it'll say, you know, hey, I'm a money magnet, you know, it's like 1111 every morning. It says, hey, Chris, you're doing a great job. Think of everything as easy and everything will become easy. (laughs) And I'm like, sweet. (laughs) You know, it's like we got all these notifications all day long that are just trying to steal our attention. It's like, hey, check your Instagram, do whatever. why aren't we able to actually create custom notifications? Yes. And to be honest, it wasn't that hard to build at all. It's just, for some reason, I haven't seen it anywhere else on the app store. Mm. But um, so I highly recommend using that. Just set yourself a bunch of affirmations to then continually program yourself. I yes. went all the way to recording, I actually recorded an audio, and then I went through the very painstaking process of figuring out how to make it a ringtone on my phone. And so my phone wakes me in the morning with my own voice
0: talking oh my talking
1: to me with like affirmations. Yeah. That's so good. It's like good morning, Chris. <laughs> it's time to get yeah. up and make it happen. <laughs> yeah, and it's it, it's amazing because it's every day. And yeah. it's always it's a, and it's how I start my day.
0: Which yeah. is
1: which is how you start it, it is a uh, Yeah, it's important.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think affirmations are just um, like they just continue to blow my mind at how powerful they are. I actually have like just the alarms going off on my phone, like with no noise though, because the noise annoys me, but always alarms pop them up every hour in the hour, just little messages, like exactly what you just shared. And, you know, I think of something that I want to change in my life. I put an affirmation in within two or three weeks. I already see the shift coming because I'm yes. constantly affirming. I'm like brainwashing myself with all the good stuff.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I have literally affirmations all over my arms. <laughs> <laughs> Permanent, permanently yeah. because, and, and they're, they're, you know, I put messages on my, on, in my peripheral vision because
0: yes.
1: they're all, they're all messages, which I know I will never, ever want to forget. So, yeah. you know, like I have a, I have a meditation reminder right there. I have two yeah. that say attention and intention because it's, um, oh, yeah. it's a manifestation reminder. It's, you know, pay attention, become present now fill the present with your intention. intention. You know I where like are you going? That. What's what's the next what's yeah. the next link in the chain? You know where yes. are you going next? Okay. Now now simulate the feelings and thoughts and demeanor of having achieved that and the satisfaction of it in the now. And so yes. every time I look at my hands I'm constantly reminded to you know like not just let my mind do whatever it's doing but like use it. Use yeah. this powerful organ you know, to create the pictures and the feelings. And and then the universe starts to shift around you, you know, just to, to, to help you, you know, it puts yeah. the, the wind in your sail. But first you've got to put the sail up, you know. So, yeah, Yeah. Affirmations, very powerful. I actually heard recently that um, J-Lo, you know, J-Lo, yeah. who's very youthful, right? She seems so youthful even. I think she's no. like over 50 now and she still looks so good. She has an affirmation. She's been saying in her head, millions of times and it's something it was something along the lines of like i'm you know i'm youthful and healthy at any age she just keeps it in her head at all times and then and then that's what she's creating
0: yeah yeah Yeah, it just and the more you can believe that stuff it's just everything's a reflection the people around you are just going to start to pick up on that energy
1: absolutely yeah your inner world creates your outer world
0: Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh, yes. I reckon we on that point. That was so beautiful. You shared so, so many insights. I took a lot of notes as well, just personally as well. But I would love to end up, Chris, by asking you, what is something you've recently started in your life?
1: I something I recently started is uh, actually a new routine habit that um, I'm actually about to do after this call, okay. which is uh, Rochelle and I have created an accountability system where we do something called manifesty Mornings. Um, manifesty Mornings is us choosing one task each to help advance and develop our app. And we both say to each other what it is. We then put it into our monday.com task management system. And then we, we spend the first 90 minutes of the day, the, the, the first powerful 90 minutes yeah. is fully dedicated to growing and advancing our app now. And honestly, it's it's really good because we for us, consistency has always been a, a challenge because we're such creative thinkers. We're always going wherever. And I've really loved this new system that we've created because it's um it's enjoyable. You know, we're like we basically high five each other every morning at the end of 90 minutes and we already feel like we've done something really powerful for our business that really advances you know, this amazing app that we just want so many people to download and use. Um, and so yeah, that's just kind of like a little custom accountability task system with a mission. And it's cool because Mon- I love monday.com because you can make all these little like labels. So yes. made, like labels for all the different, you know, recording, writing, designing, yeah. what is it? And it's, um, yeah, it's very satisfying to tick that off first thing in the morning and to have a really clear intention and to put that first Burst of creativity and energy into where it belongs the most, at least. So yeah, that's something I've created. Yeah,
0: I I like that. I think and you know have creating that momentum first thing in the morning, then just builds you on for the rest of the day. Like having ticked off something so early.
1: Absolutely. I highly recommend. By the way, if anyone is doing larger projects, like uh, ninety minutes is such a powerful number, um, because the brain loves this chunk of time. Okay. This is 90 minutes is a single sleep cycle and 90 minutes is also how long movies are for
0: mm-hmm. a reason.
1: Yeah, they always oh, make movies 90 minutes because okay. that's how long you can really pay attention before you need to take some downtime and take a break. Right. Um, and you can get a lot done in 90 minutes. Mm. But um yeah, so I highly recommend like thinking of that that time frame.
0: Themselves. Yeah, that that's good to know. I used to think, you know, just do like a 60 minute sprint on something. But you know, I find by the time you settle in, you really get into the work. And then, you know, the hours up and like, you don't feel yeah. as productive. So no, that's I good to know, know 90 minutes. Yeah yeah so
1: like one last little thing at the end there
0: you are full of so many golden nuggets i just know this <laughs> podcast is just going to really provide so much value for everybody and chris i really appreciate you taking the time today to share my all pleasure. of that with me it's been such a pleasure chatting with you i'm so looking forward to officially meeting yourself and Thanks, rochelle so on the minds retreat in cyprus in september oh my gosh i'm so yes, excited many more chats to be had oh it's gonna be beautiful all right,
1: so awesome nice. thank you well, so much well, for having me on
0: thank you so much chris